0: All right, peace, family. I'm to everybody. This is another episode of Tech Building Podcast. When the devil tries to keep you down, you always show up with the strategy. You already know what time it is. We're back in the building. I appreciate everybody for rocking with me. I know I haven't been on my ground like I'm supposed to be, but God willing, coming up, I got a lot of content that I'm going to be dropping in September. Um, today, I have a lot to talk about because it's been a while. So I kind of want to just get right into uh, my subject for today and just get to breaking it down real quick. Um, I'm outside. I'm at the park. So if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, I kind of like the natural sounds in the background. I like to be outside when I'm recording. I only like to be in my house or something like that. So um, just bear with me, and we are just gonna focus on what we're talking about today. So today, and I want to just, just I guess it's me being in the nation. I don't know. Like I just want to make sure I just lay the groundwork for what I'm about to be, uh, what I'm going to be discussing going forward, and just making it so as the listener. You can understand where I'm coming from. And then so if you have a rebuttal or a thought in your own mind about, you know what I'm saying, something, at least you know the basis for my thought process and how I arrived to where I am on whatever subject I'm talking about. So... Today's going to be another part two, I guess I'm going to feel like Kanye with all these part twos, Uh, season one, I mean episode one was a part two, but I have another part two uh, to an episode I did in season one, and it's called the Anatomy of Conversation, um, part two. I just want to go, I might say some things that I said in the first episode, but I want to just expound and kind of just dig a little bit deeper into this topic because I feel like it's extremely important, and because... I mean, really one, I think, because we have a lot of conversations as people, but I really feel like it's important because breaking down something or exposing something and and giving it that the, the proper light or perspective, in my mind, I think would change the trajectory of the actions, you know what I mean? So I, that's why I just think it's so important to just highlight and break down these things that we commonly deal with but we don't necessarily address, you feel what I'm saying? So um, I wanted to just go ahead and open up uh, with that. So the first part of the, the the conversation, the breaking down, the anatomy of conversation really is, I, I guess this would be a very a very good place to start because I, I mentioned this a lot. I have, yeah, I have an opinion, you know what I mean? Um... But my opinion is really based on the principles of, or I would say the factual or principle attributes or, I, I'm the attributes is coming to my mind, but I'm just thinking like, and the way I broke it down in a Discord was, if I say, if we're talking about French fries, French fries have certain things about it that make it good. And so that's why I would say principles or attributes because when I'm describing a French fry or a cinnamon roll, let me pause, let me take one one more step back. Food is very, I believe is the correct word, ubiquitous. Food is very ubiquitous. We have to eat to live. And so I have a lot and I'm, I'm a chef, so it's like I relate food back to a lot of things because food is very... It's very similar in a lot of ways and it's very relatable in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? So when I'm doing when I'm breaking down something, typically I'm gonna use a food analogy because it's very relatable, it's very simple, and a person can just we can attach it to whatever we're using um very very easily. It's very, you know what I'm saying, the I can't think of the proper word, but the ability to be able to interchange food with whatever I'm doing in an analogy is very useful to me. Um, So if we're breaking down French fries or we're talking about cinnamon rolls or best cereals or whatever the case may be, there are certain things that makes these things good. You know what I mean? Like regardless of whatever, if you like Wendy's fries, you like Checkers fries, you like curly fries, you like, you know what I'm saying? You don't want, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna break it down y'all bear with me today I, I just want I want to make sure I break these things down clear I was about to say you don't want a cold french fry this is a part of a up a, a little bit of a subject I'm gonna get into a little bit later on but I it, I it came up now so I wanted to make sure I address it there might be some people out there that like to eat frozen french fries right out the freezer take them out the bag you know what I mean Eat it right out the freezer. It's probably some people that like that. But when we're having this type of conversation, when we're at this point of the conversation, I'm going to let this lawnmower go by. When we're at this point of the conversation and we're talking about French fries, what I'm saying, generally speaking, so if there is, if, we, if there's 10 of us and one person likes to eat frozen French fries, or somehow two people or three people somehow like to eat, cold, stale, moldy. You know what I'm saying? French fries, we're not really, this is not for the purposes of this discussion. You know what I'm saying? So the majority, the vast majority of people like French fries that are hot or warm, crispy on the outside, soft on the inside, some type of salty seasoned flavor. And I'll probably say those would be the most the four biggest attributes to a French fry that would make a person, or when we're talking about French fries, a person would mention these things. You know what I mean? In one, in one way, shape, or form, or another. Like I said, whether they eat curly fries, steak fries, whatever, potato wedges, whatever the case may be, that would be those components would be in that mix. So when we are so when I say my opinion is based on the principles of whatever the topic that I'm talking about, that's really what I mean. So if I sit back and I say, for an example, if I just sit back and say, i say, okay, checkers fries are the best fries that are out there. You know what I mean? That means in my in my reality, checkers fries checks all the boxes of what makes a French fry really good. You feel what I'm saying? So now you can disagree with that; it's still subjective. You know what I mean. But my opinion is not based on something distant, or I'm not. I'm not just saying that's how I feel because that's how I feel. You know what I mean? That's the difference. I will say with the, with my opinion. I've been in circumstances where it's like, yo, I don't, I don't want that to be my perception. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I'm saying is based on some calculated measure of some sort. You know what I'm saying? I use this example all the time. Somebody offer you a job for $1,000 or $100, you're not going to take the $100. Now, somebody might. (laughs) Somebody might be like, you know what? I don't want to take $1,000 an hour. I'll take $100 an hour. Cool. It's whatever. Majority speaking, the vast majority speaking, they taking $1,000 per hour job because Money, Because like I said, the principles behind it, money allows you to pay your bills, money allows you to go on vacation, money allows you to buy a nice home, a nice car, you know what I'm saying? Nice accoutrements in the home, you know what I'm saying? So even though it's my so-called opinion that I want to take the $1,000 per hour or that's subjective it's still based on mathematics or it's still based on a calculated decision. It's not purely an emotional reaction to whatever the topic is. You feel what I'm saying? So when I I sit back and I say, Jay-Z is the greatest rapper of all time, that's not just based on me liking Jay-Z. Me having me, Jay-Z being one of the first... Hip hop artist that I was exposed to as a young person. There are things that I'm taking into consideration, his popularity, his respect level, his um his album sales, a lot there's a bunch of different things that go into that um decision or opinion that supports it. There was a um so I guess I'll go right into this. There was a person that said Excuse me, there was a person that said um, on Twitter, there's no such thing as a wrong opinion. I disagree with that. You know what I mean? Because you can say something that's just outright wrong. You know what I mean? And the the analogy I used was, and I want to go into this a little bit. The analogy that I used was, it's like a person saying oxygen is bad. You have the power to say, "Oh, let me break." Let me, I want to get to the analogy real quick. I get beat up a lot for analogies. I don't know why. I, I, you know what I mean? I feel like it's relatable. The thing that the the point of an analogy is to take something. this all like when you learn in when you learn in math. I'm about to use another analogy. When you learn in math, my uncle taught me back in the day. Think about it in the form of money. Now, money is. Relatable. What what show was that? Um, <laughs> where they made they put it like he put it in like food. He knew. Oh, this is on uh This was on uh <laughs> the Office, where Kevin knew this complex math. If he thought about things in the matter of, uh, or in the form of pies, he was able to get all this. He was able to do all this complicated mathematics because he was thinking about them, the numbers in reference or relationship to pies. So. When my uncle told me to think about math in the forms of money, money is relatable. You handle money every day. You're trying to get money, you know what I'm saying? You spend money all the time. So money is relatable. So you might. You, so when you're trying to do algebra, you're trying to do something that's foreign to you or unknown to you or limited knowledge that you might have of a subject, putting it in a subject matter that is very common and relatable allows for a person to make the connection more easily. You know what I'm saying? So... But I, I get beat up for analogies a lot, you know what I mean. But so in this case, the analogy, the the purpose of an analogy too is to articulate a point, or to to give a highlight to a point. So when you're giving highlight to a point, you got it. I'm trying to use an extreme example to highlight the point of what I'm trying to make. You know what I'm saying? So you have to go, kind of like in music, again, here goes another analogy. In music, you can make music that's really personal to you and people that know you might get it. But in the case of Nicki Minaj, in order to reach a larger fan base, you make a song like Super Bass. So more people that might not necessarily have an ear for songs like Did It On Them or um, Moment For Life they have an ear for songs that sound like super bass. So once you... once you It's kind of like you raising the, the perspective or you're broadening your dragnet, if you will. Once you're able to broaden that dragnet, then you're able to bring them into your reality. You feel what I'm saying? So when she makes a song like super bass, that gets more ears on her... um to her music. And then more people start listening to the more personal, intimate things that they might not have had an ear for beforehand. You feel what I'm saying? So... Using a very wide, broad, general um, example, like a person saying oxygen is bad, that's just to clearly demonstrate that you can have a purely wrong opinion because there's nothing bad about oxygen. Nothing bad about oxygen. You feel what I'm saying? So the the brother was like, well, of course we were talking about music, blah, 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 blah. And then I had to explain like, that's to articulate the point. You can't have a bad opinion. If I sit back and I say, Jay-Z is the greatest rapper of all time, even if a person might disagree with that, they can understand where I'm coming from with it because there's enough uh, supporting evidence to buttress my uh, my opinion. But if a person says MC Hammer is the greatest rapper of all time, that's just wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing to support MC Hammer being the greatest rapper of all time. And that's really the point of what I'm getting to at this particular segment. You could be wrong in what you feel. Just because you feel it or you have an opinion about it doesn't give it validity. It doesn't make it valid because that's how you feel. You could be wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. It's not like if your opinion is wrong, then it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? There's something wrong with you as a person. No, you're just incorrect. If I say sugar is salty, that's incorrect. Unless I have a medical condition, you know what I'm saying? Where my where my taste my tastebar receptors are different. But that would also be a fact. That would also cause me to have, you know what I'm saying? But if I say sugar is salty, that's just wrong. And that's really just, that's really what it is at the end of the day. So there's, there's such thing as a wrong opinion We're not children. We don't just, well, I'm going to say we don't. But as adults, when we are expressing ourselves, we have things to support how we feel. It's why in math, when you're doing certain math problems, excuse me, when you're doing certain math problems, you got to show your work. In English class, when you you have a stance on something, you got to support it. Just saying this is how I feel, or the famous I said what I said, that's not demonstrative of an intellectual statement. You know what I mean? That's a that's a purely subjective statement. So that's my that's my take on having a wrong opinion. It is possible. You know what I mean? Um and so that, that takes me to my next my next point. Words are very even though they are expressive, let me take a sip of water real quick. Even though words are expressive, excuse me. <clears throat> Even though words are expressive, they can be very restrictive. And so, what I mean by restrictive is a a conversation is abstract. I'm gonna pull up the definition of ab- abstract real quick. Because like I said, we in the nation, we like to be right and exact. So the definition of the word abstract is existing in thought or as an idea, but not having a physical or concrete evidence. So when we're having a conversation, I also think about this in in the same way um, I think about like evolution. Evolution is new. You know what I'm saying? Um, abstract, as it says, is existing in thought or as an idea. Brother Minister Abdullah said, "Words are just pictures of ideas." Hopefully, I said that correctly. May Allah be pleased with our brother. But so when I'm when I'm thinking about something, and the, the, the example, the reason why this came up is because we were talking about is Drake a lyricist. You know what I mean? And so the word lyricist is an is like an abstract thought. You know what I mean? So uh my bro Dre said I'm, I want to just pull it up real quick. I just want to make sure I get it right and exact. But he said something along the lines of, because our, our friend Ju is also, he's an uh an artist. He draws, he does fantastic pictures and whatnot. Bro was on the on the first episode of um this season two. He said, I can't I can't see it right now. But he said something along the lines of if I take a piece of paper and I draw a line and then Jew draws a picture, are we both artists? You know what I'm saying? That is going, that's now to me, that just demonstrated the one level of the extreme of what makes a person an artist or a lyricist. You feel what I'm saying? But the point of what I'm just making that real quick is lyricist is an abstract term. So when when my bro Ju asked me, um, who do I think he said he said something like, "Is lyricist somebody with heavy bars?" So now in my mind, heavy bars means high high volume of complex lyrics, high quantity. You know what I mean? That's not the that's not. In totality, what makes somebody a lyricist to me. You feel what I'm saying? But that's a part of it. So this is why I said in response to that, excuse me. I rather give examples of lyricists because we already we, like when you when you think about when you say black thought is a lyricist, we all right, cool, we already know that. You know what I'm saying? That's clear. When I say like Lupe Fiasco is a lyricist or Eminem or whoever else, you know what I'm saying, is a lyricist, that's clear. We already see that. We don't have to break that down. We don't have to dissect that. So giving the example of something enables for us to already uh, connect the dots in our own mind. So, But now if I sit back and I say a lyricist is somebody that shows high technical ability. Let me I'm just leave it at that real quick just for the sake of conversation. If I say a lyricist is a person that shows high technical uh, ability when it comes to lyrics, you could point to, you could go to like, in reference to Drake, you could point to a song or two songs or multiple songs, you know what I'm saying? And say, okay, well, he showed technical lyrical ability in this song. Does that make him lyricist? You know what I'm saying? There is There is room for, I'm not going to say... Well, I'm just going to say, but it's like low grade. It's not toxic or it's not like something that's like offensive, but it's like low grade manipulation of the meaning of the word. We already know what the word means in our minds, but when we speak it, the restrictive nature of the words allows for the, the stretching. You know what I mean, or the or the misuse of the word. You know what I'm saying. So I just had my thought, and I, I just I just lost it real quick. the the point the the point of what I'm just trying to say is, oh right about Little Bootsy. Lil Bootsy was on the Breakfast Club, and he would they were talking about he made a comment I believe about Little Nas X. You know what I mean. I wonder where he got that name from. Little Nas. I really wonder maybe that maybe that's his name. I'm not sure. But um he made a comment about Little Nas X. And so he was on a Breakfast Club. Right. So yeah, Dre says if Drew draws a picture and I color in the lines, does that make me an artist? You know what I'm saying? That's Dre's articulating, or he's laying to me, he's laying the base for the understanding of the word artist, you know what I mean? And I want to get to that. So Lou Boosie's explaining himself and he's saying like Um he was getting to the point of you can't just be and again I'm paraphrasing. He said you can't just be straight nowadays, whatever. If you talk about being straight or you stand up for straightness, it's vulgar to the LGBT and please forgive me. I don't remember all the other letters that go in that. Please forgive me for that. LGBTQ, I believe I is in there. I'm very sorry for that. If I don't, if I mispronounce it or misspelled anything, but he said it becomes vulgar to the LGBTQI community, and so right away Charlemagne the God and Angela Yee jumped on his use of the word vulgar. Because it would it would not be that that was the wrong word choice. It would not be the word vulgar. But that gave them the opportunity, and I use that terminology loosely because they were not being predatory in their response, but that was an opportunity for, for his point, which I feel like we understand where Boosie was going with it. We feel where Boosie was going with it. But because he used the wrong word choice, you can now, you know what I'm saying, you're kind of eliminating what he said or the what he said doesn't have the same value because he used the wrong word choice. So the idea that could be in everybody's mind gets or becomes it has an opportunity to be invalidated when you use a word when, and because words are precise, like words are like the the it's really the explanation of your idea or your articulation of the idea. So if you don't use the proper language, you, your point can be missed or your point can be overlooked or misused because you didn't use the proper word. And this is why I think it's very important to me in conversation. Like there's a thing, uh, it's called poetic license. So like when people use things like, like Kanye said on his album, he said... Um, I got this God power, that's my leverages, this holy water, that's my beverages. He used leverages in the wrong context. I don't even think leverages is a word, you know what I'm saying? But you give him poetic license because he's on a song, and the word beverages is the word each trying to rhyme, and so it makes sense when you put those two things together. It's poetic license, even though it doesn't technically make sense, you feel what I'm saying? In conversation, I, I I don't I don't know the, the I don't know the terminology for that, and I, I should have said this in the beginning. I don't have no PhD in linguistics. I don't, you know what I'm saying like I'm not a, I'm not a a, um, a scientist of language. You know what I'm saying? These are just things that I've I've seen over my life, and what I what I view how conversations go based on how we how we use language, but. The idea so when you have when you're having a conversation and a person might use a word, you kind of already know what they're trying to say. You know what I'm saying? you get where they're going with it now you have the 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 opportunity to rock out with it, and you know what I'm saying give the person the benefit of the doubt or not like my brother in law uh Jamal, he doesn't articulate himself very well, you know what I'm saying, so when he's expressing his feelings it might sound it might sound harsh to a person listening to him because he doesn't know how to really break down and express his feelings in a smooth, politically correct, articulate way that's required in 2021. You feel what I'm saying? But like when I'm listening to the brother, I'm like, yo, yeah, I, I feel where you're coming from, bro, but people are not going to accept that. That to me is very, very problematic. We have to be able to give people the... I'm going to just use the term, just the poetic license to be able to, I understand what you're saying. Even though, even though, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to pause and say this. But in a debate, if me and you are debating, and it's me versus you, which I don't really like to do, you don't have an incentive to know to know what I'm saying. Or you can know what I'm saying, but it's a debate, so... I'm (laughs) going to, no, I don't know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you're going to carry it because we're in a debate. It's me versus you. You know what I mean? That is very problematic to me because, as I said before, it inhibits the growth and enlightenment and the building of the bridge of whatever subject that we're talking about. The two differing opinions can't come together because we're not giving people the poetic license. we're in a a debate bag or we're like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I've seen on uh, YouTube this video where they were talking about uh, the psychology of branding. And it's like, when you go against a brand that somebody really like, it's like you're taking a shot at them. So naturally, so naturally, um, a person is going to have a level of offensiveness to it. You feel what I'm saying? So, that to me is something that's very 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 important but I see it a lot I've had it happen to me a lot where a person hears a word they hear us especially in my case they hear an analogy and they take it in a and they change the lane of the conversation based on the analogy so now while I'm I got to now I got to chase down your understanding of the analogy in order to get back on the subject. You feel what I'm saying? That is weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm trying to say. All right, I'm not, I'm not gonna belabor, I'm not gonna belabor um that point too heavy. But get, in, get into a little boosie and changing the lane of conversation. Because words can be restrictive. I want, to say, I want to say this first. Your perception or our perception of something only comes to the level or only goes to as far as the level of what we know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> J. Electronica to me dropped the best verse. I don't, I don't want to give too much away for this, but J. Electronica dropped the best verse um, of the year on Donda album. So, but now if you're a person that's not into, I don't, I don't want. I'm, I'm not. I, I started off that sentence wrong. If you're not a studied person, what Jay Electronica said in that song, you don't know nothing about. So you're like, if person say that's the album, that's the verse of the year. you'd be like, yo, what are you talking about? So and that verse was like, it was mid, as they say on Twitter, or wasn't that good? You don't know what he's talking about. So your perception of what the brother is saying, your perception of it is, for lack of a better word, it's, it's limited. You don't know what he's talking about. Any, any person I'm pretty sure could bear witness to the fact of when you heard or you watched movies when you was a kid, like when you watched like Boys in the Hood as a kid or set it off as a kid, and then you went back and watched, set it off again as an adult, it hit way different. When you're an adult, because you understand more things, you've experienced more things in life. So your perspective has grown. Therefore, your reception to whatever you're, whatever you're taking in, whether that be media, food or whatnot, it it grows. When you're young, you don't like certain foods. You know what I mean? When you grow up, "Yo, yo, I really like these now. My, my, my palate has grown. It's changed. My perspective has changed. So when you, when we're having, and again, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I've not graduated nobody's college, nothing like that. So when I'm having conversation with people, I'm having debates with people, I'm keeping in mind what I don't know. What level of experience that I don't have in order for me to be able to understand what what this person is saying. And if I don't know something, I'm going to just say, I don't know. Or I'm going to, or I'm going to, I'm going to concede whatever point that we're talking about because I don't know. Your knowledge in that field is superior to mine. Your knowledge in that area is superior to mine. I don't, I can't, I can't tell you. You know more than me on that. So it's important in the dialogue in the conversation or in the debate, the, Circumference of your perception You going back and forth with a person on something And you don't have the same level of knowledge Or you're not as studied in the subject But you having a debate with the person We're not able to grow based on that Our level of education Or our level of experience Determines our, our level of perception so when a word is used, I'm trying to think of another example because like this happens to me like a ton. You know what I'm saying? When a word is taken and then the conversation is made about the word, we're not going anywhere. What is the truth of what a person is trying to say? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Again, I use this all the time. You say Eli Manning throws a lot of interceptions. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to come at you like, yo, but this and that. Blah, blah, blah. No. That, what you just said, is an objective fact. <laughs> but, and then if you say, okay, Eli Manning sucks because he throws too many interceptions. Now we have a conversation. Now we have, now I have a I have a, a differing opinion. Now we have an, a debate now. So I really wanted to touch on, on that part. There, there's another, there's another, um there's another part of debating that I, I, I want to touch on real quick. So uh, yeah, there's another part of the, this dialogue that I really, I wanted, I wanted to, um, express, but I want to just recap what I'm saying. And then I, the point of what I'm really saying is what is the purpose of whatever dialogue that we're having? That's really my, that's number my number one thought process. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody says Eli man throws light interceptions in my mind, it's like, okay, where are we going? And speaking of that, the first, the, the original name of this podcast really was going to be, what are we doing? Like, it was going to be called the What Are We Doing Podcast because when it comes to standard, when it comes to, yeah, I would say standard, like how we're going about determining our next steps as a community, as a society. The way I break it down is this. I'm a, I'm a member of Nation of Islam under the leadership of the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan. You know what I mean? We believe and defend in no limited time that what we've been taught is the truth. But for... The other people in the world, they don't subscribe to that. So in my reality, I don't mind putting that to the side and us having a conversation. So this is why a lot of the, a lot of the, the way I approach conversations. Okay, what are we doing? What's the basis for how we're going about judging, or uh, how we are? Going forward in our process, I, bro- I broke this down to the brothers one time. I asked this question to the brothers rather. I didn't break it down. I said, and we lived in an isolated, like everybody in the Discord, we live in an isolated, self-sustained community. We grow our own food. We got our own electricity completely off the grid of, you know what I'm saying, America and whatnot. We got our own food. We got our own policing system and all that. Like we, It's a self-sustained environment, built our own houses, all of that. How do we then set up our government for like, you know what I'm saying? People doing crimes, you know what I'm saying? Fairness of hiring people for jobs, whatnot. How do we go about setting up our own government? Because we have to be able to decide and understand what is real or what is a fact and what's not. Um, One of my my bro Chu said, (laughs) I don't think he really meant this, but he said it. I don't know if he really meant it or not. But I feel like it was it was so crazy. Well, bro was like, if it's not on video, if there's no video evidence and it didn't really happen. (laughs) So I'm like, well, what about all the things that happened prior to video recording devices? I don't remember his response to that. You know what I'm saying? But the point I'm saying is we have to be able to decide and understand. This is why conversation is so important, because. If we're trying to, we're all sitting down as a a group of individuals, as a council, as a community uh, government. We have to talk. We have to dialogue. We have to be able to come to, okay, this person came into my house and stole my, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Stole my, my cows. How do we go about measuring the punishment for that? It can't just be up to one person, not a dictatorship. So we have to be able to communicate and dialogue and come to... A resolution. That's why, again, conversation is so important. Language is so important. You feel what I'm saying? A very, 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 very big point is what is verifiable evidence? So one of the episodes I did was what is a fact? Because if you believe something is a fact and I believe something else is a fact, How do we then come to the determination of what is actually a fact? If you came into my house and stole my cow and I seen you do it, you know what I'm saying? But then you going in front of the judge, you saying, no, I didn't. I brought my cow to his house and I left with my own cow. How do we know who's telling the truth? How do we go and find who's telling the truth? I mean, as I asked that question, (laughs) I'm like, I already know like, this is, or I don't say, already know, but this is something I connect the dots to. Why this world is really jacked up because we don't tell the truth. So how the police kill a person, they going for yo. i was scared of my life. You know what I'm saying? You're not telling the truth, but you're using that language in order to be able to get off, to get out of whatever circumstance you put yourself into. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be able to understand what is verifiable evidence. Now, in my mind, that's is what I'm saying, like, we know what verifiable evidence is. We know what it is. In our mind already, we know what verifiable evidence is. The minister said, you know when you're doing something wrong. Nobody got to tell you. You know inside, instinctively, in your mind that you're doing something wrong. That's why the most unembolized Muhammad said the brain cell was designed to think rightly. As soon as you start thinking other than right, you're doing something that's not part of your natural design. But when we sit back and we're having a conversation, for an example, about the vaccine, now verifiable evidence, the definition is muddy. Because we have strong, I'm using this word not offensively, emotional ties to our feelings of the vaccine. So when we talk about the Harvard study, we talk about the the five-figure amounts of people that have passed away from the vaccine, you know what I'm saying, as reported by the VAERS system. um, VAERS is Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System, uh, ran by the government. We, this These things don't become as verifiable as they once were. You know what I'm saying? Because of our emotion. You can have and be have those emotions, those feelings. You can have that. I can have that. The problem that causes is now when we're trying to, again, figure out what is the truth... If we can never agree on what is a fact, we ain't never going to find the truth. That would be a problem to me. And we live in a society, even like I said, we live in a self-governed society. No United States government, no this, that. We live in our own community and we can't even decide what the truth is. It's going to be a wrap for our community. We're not going to have a long-standing community. Because we cannot decide, we cannot understand, or you cannot agree on what the truth is. There's subjectivity and objectivity. That's why I always say, I don't really have an opinion. My opinion can be changed. I could think, you know what I'm saying? Um... I don't know, Roma tomatoes are best for tomato sauce. You come like, yo, on yo, this tomato, this heirloom tomato is better because it has more flavor. It does it, boom, boom. You can grow it this quickly. It grows in any weather, whatever the case may be. Oh, why? okay, yeah. My opinion has now been changed. Because it's based on the principles. I'm not saying I like Roma tomatoes because I like Roma tomatoes and that's it. And when you're bringing me all this, you know what I'm saying? You you can grow more. They grow bigger. They're juicier. They're more flavorful. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, yeah, I still like Roman tomatoes because that's what I like. We don't have growth. So I, I really wanted to end that there. I really, I, I'm just trying to open up the, our minds and get us thinking about these kind of things as we're, when we're having conversation, as we're having these different types of debates, you feel what I'm saying? Just opening up our minds to what these things are, how they affect each, excuse me, how they affect us in our everyday lives. Whenever I have an opinion (laughs) on anything, it might make me sound a little crazy, but I'm listening to it with the full doubter in my brain. As soon as I say I like something, my brain is making is, is checking off everything. Like you better make sure that this is correct. Or like you really feel like this. Are you sure? Is it this? Is it that? I'm hearing everything, or when I'm making a decision or anything, I hear all the people that would that could doubt it in my brain already. I spend a lot of time by myself. So when I when I'm thinking about something or when I'm making a formative opinion on something, I'm I'm thinking about it with the utmost doubt in my own mind already. So I like people be like, yo, I think bro asked me a question, and they was like, Oh yeah, Tone was already ready with the answer for this. I've already had the conversation in my mind to myself. As the full doubter. Every time I, after when I watch when I listen to the song "Trapped" by Rich The Kid, Offset and Quavo, after that they I started rocking with the Migos. Every single time I heard a song from them afterwards, and this is the God's honest truth. Every time I heard a song from them afterwards, I'm thinking like, okay, this song about to be trash, and I'm and that's how my in my mind like I'm in full I'm in hating mode. This not this not it's not gonna be fine. This not gonna be hard. And I'm listening to the song in hater mode. And every single time this group changed my mind from hater mode to like, yo, this song is fire. This mixtape is fire. This album is fire. I would, I'm i just not the type of person I'm like to just say, yo, this is how I feel and that's it. My My little nephew do that. That's childish to me. We're grown. So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode, man. I appreciate anybody that stuck around to the end. You know what I'm saying? Um you follow me on YouTube at Tech Building Network, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I still got a lot of things in the work. I'm just trying to put it together, but I'm gonna stay on my grind with the podcast. Um you can also follow me on Twitter at Tech Building Podcast. Oh no, it's Tech Building Pod on Twitter, Tech Building Network on YouTube. Thank you very much for everybody that support me. Um, coming up, very big in our culture right now. Um, so I'm going to be doing the Donda review and a Certified Lover Boy um, review, getting into a little bit in depth on those two albums. Then I got I got a couple more cool topics coming up. So I appreciate everybody, man, for rocking out with me, man. Once again, this is another episode of Tech Building Podcast. When the devil tries to keep you down, you always show up with the strategy, man. Thank you, man. Peace.